Well, today, one of the major things that we're going to talk about, it's a very common question or concern that I get from a lot of people, is how to write up a good contract in relation to a landowner and a renter. Now, today, we're going to talk about both cropping as well as a pasture rental agreement. So the most common thing that most people ask is, how do I get started? Well, a number of different options. Making sure that you have good communication with whoever your renter is going to be is going to be vital uh, to the success as a landowner. If you are somebody looking for new pasture, new cropland, trying to seek out different people who own land who are renting is also going to be vital. You make sure you have a good working relationship with that individual. Now, one of the things that I get asked is, what do I all need to put into an agreement? Well, it just depends on whatever you want. So if we focus on the cropping side of things first, some there are five major factors that people will want to consider. So number one is going to be the productivity of the ground that that farmer is going to be utilizing. The way that we can figure that out is a number of different ways. You can go off of the history in terms of what the yields have been over the past few years. Or if you want to figure out your soil type, as well as its ability to produce a high quality crop, soil testing is also going to be a major factor. Depending upon what part of the county you're in or what part of the world you're at, there are a number of different ways you can also figure out where the productivity of that land is. You can talk to a local extension agent and they can give you an idea of what a typical bushel per acre could be or what the capacity could be for production. You talk to a loyal local soil conservation district, or if you want to go online, you can talk to the soil web, log on to soil web survey and figure out what the productivity is, or at least the soil types are. Now, the second thing that we need to figure out, once you figure out if you have a low, medium, or high, uh, product, highly productive soil, is figure out what you want to charge per acre, if that's the route you want to go. So every year there is a county rents and values publication that comes out where they survey producers in different counties to see what they are paying for their rents. On non-irrigated ground, Burley County ranged between $20 and $70. Now, obviously, that $20 is going to be our lower, lower production type of area and 70 is going to be on your high side. So figuring out what your productivity on that ground is, is going to be vital to establishing that rate. So again, talking, if you're the landowner, to that producer to see exactly where they're at, to make sure that you have a fair price for both sides going forward will be vital. The next thing you want to look at is your input costs for the operator. Obviously, that farmer isn't putting this all in for free. There are a number of different expenses that that person's going to run into, whether it be fuel costs, labor, storage, depending on whether they have to store their crops. So there's going to be a number of different things that they're going to have to run into. So that's also going to be figured into the equation. Some other things, and this is another factor that you're going to have to consider, are the things that are going to become important to you as the landowner. What do you want the land to look like? And what I mean by that is, how do you want the farming practices to go? There's a lot of different advancements that have made throughout the years, and most of the farming practices today have gone to either a no-till or, or minimal-till practices. 
with that, there are certain producers that are utilizing chemicals on that land. And I know some landowners have expressed issues with that. So making sure that you have a clear and concise message with that farmer will be essential to make sure that the farming practices out there are also in that contract, if that is something that you think needs to be special. Additionally, if there's tree rows that are established that you would like to stay there, those need to be written into that contract or vice versa. If those tree rows need to go, a lot of tree rows in North Dakota these days are getting to be very old and unfortunately are dying. So making sure that the farmer knows if they're responsible for taking down those trees or maintaining them will also be essential into that contract. If there's a farmstead that is also on that place, making sure that you guys have clear communication, whether that needs to stay established, if it can be farmed to a certain level will also be necessary. The last thing that we need to think about, and this comes from the landowner perspective, is what's your level of experience? I've talked about a fixed rate per acre in terms of what you would charge the farmer, but there are also a number of different options that you can utilize as the landowner. You could also do crop share, which would involve a lot more engagement with the farmer and also is going to have to have the renter have a lot more understanding of where markets are. What is the overall yield? So you and you as the owner and the renter need to have a very clear communication chain going through, but the easiest route is going to be the fixed rate. Now that we've covered the cropping side for contracts, we're going to move over to the livestock side of things for pasture. Here again, it's no different than the cropping side. You need to make sure you have clear communication with who your renter is and also have a few ground rules in terms of what can be done within that land that you're going to be renting. Now, like the farming side, you need to be extremely concise in terms of the number of acres and the actual land that is up for rent and that can be grazed. One of the things that needs to be extremely detailed is the timing. A lot of people call me and they'll ask, how long can I actually have cows run or sheep or whatever type of livestock run on a different pasture? And that will ultimately depend on that pasture's carrying capacity. There's a number of ways that you can establish this and figure it out. And using previous history is gonna be one of the more useful tools. If you have a dry year, like what we've experienced this last year in 2020, going into 2021, the forecast is not, does not look as positive in terms of getting a surplus of moisture. So pasture management is gonna be a huge thing going forward to make sure that in the next subsequent years, that that pasture is going to have enough forage and it's not gonna be overgrazed. So making sure that you have an established number of animal units, in that pasture or a number of animals that can go in there and not overgraze is gonna be vital for your success going forward. So how are we gonna figure out the price for the pasture? Well, there are a, a few factors that you ultimately need to consider as the landowner for the renter. What we're gonna look for is what is the ability of that land? Is it all river bottom to where you're gonna have a higher chance of having that moisture where there might be a little bit better soil, or is it going to be more of a sandy area with side hills that maybe doesn't have quite the amount of forage production as other areas will? 
make a huge difference in terms of what your asking price is going to be. Additionally, we need to see what the condition of that pasture is. Going into the spring this year, there's a lot of pastures that were grazed later into the year, which means that there's less forage carryover from the previous year. So we need to make sure we understand what your carrying capacity is going to be. So in terms of price, what most people ask, what can I get? What can I charge the renter? Right now with Burley County, you're looking anywhere from 10 to $50 an acre, but the most common is 20. So that would be your fixed price per acre for the whole year. So establishing exactly how many head of livestock can run in that specific area is going to be important. Now, along with that, there's some other maintenance type things that need to be established within that contract to make this thing more successful. Is the landowner going to be looking after the livestock? Typically, it's going to be the person who actually owns the livestock that's going to look. However, some landowners are willing to be more engaged and check livestock. Um, also, who's going to maintain the water sources? If it has a well, is it established? Has there ever been any issues? Those are some things that you can consider when you figure out your price. Additionally, if there is a water source like a creek or a river that runs through your land, that can also be highly beneficial. However, you need to establish, and especially a drought type year, will that water source still be permanent and will it be healthy without any algae issues or any other type of uh, environmental concerns? When it comes to fly control, mineral and salt, is that going to be the person who owns the cattle or will the renter be responsible for supplying that? Typically, it's the rancher. However, there are certain instances where uh, working with that landowner, they may want to get their hands involved in that situation. Fences are another huge concern. If you've got a fence that's 40 years old and rusty, uh, the ability to hold those cows or sheep or whatever livestock is in that pasture may be diminished. So making sure that the landowner understands that if there are any expenses that are involved, is it the responsibility of the landowner or will the renter be responsible for all expenses for fences? Another thing that may come into play is fertilization. If by chance that pasture needs to be fertilized or somebody feels that it needs to be fertilized, you got to work out that expense in terms of whether it is the landowner who would be responsible or if the renter is going to take responsibility, that may uh, lessen the price per acre of the rental agreement. Now, when it comes down to figuring out exactly how many head can we run in there, in that pasture, uh, there's a number of different models. If you look, NDSU comes out with a carrying capacity, a document that goes through the different types of, of animals that you can put in to a pasture. So figuring out animal units, which is essentially the amount of pounds that that animal will consume is what it correlates to. Uh, most cattle these days in Burley County, you're looking 12 to 1400 pounds. If you're at a 1400 uh, pound cow with her calf at side, you're looking at an animal unit of 1.29. Or if you look at the amount of dried forage that she can consume in a month, you're looking closer to 1190 pounds. So if you can figure out how many pounds that you have in that area, then you can figure out and establish exactly how many cattle you want to put in that area. Now, there is a, a calculation chart that is put together for the Burley County area in terms of 
how many pounds an animal unit month will equate to, which means how much forage is going to be in your pasture. Now that's going to depend on your soil type. So if you have questions, please either look at the document that NDSU supplies, or if you want to come in and talk to me, we can sit down and figure out exactly what we have in your area. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day.